1: The MLB app, baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League
2: Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Alachua football lost its PIAA hearing yesterday for the appeal to go up to 5A. The Quips will play 5A football next season. Chargers hired Jim Harbaugh as their new head coach after winning the national championship with Michigan last season. And the Saints and Raiders will interview Steelers quarterback's coach and play caller Mike Sullivan for their offensive coordinator positions. Headlines, Papa Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville, now open for more. Go to 93.7thefan.com right now. It's cooking,
0: Joe.
1: I have no idea why, Ron, but this song was on my mind all morning. I don't know why, either. And so I came in and I sang it to Harry Callis. I sang it to Jeff and Doran. And I sang it to Austin, didn't I, Austin? Yes, you did. And I thought I did a good rendition, didn't I? You did. You hit the high notes well. Turn it up a little so Thank you can God hear God it. Thank God
2: you didn't sing it to me. Not yet. Thank God it's about you didn't to happen. sing it to me. Don't ruin a good song. Don't you love this song, Ron? It's a very it nice song. makes you cry. It's a very nice song. Does Joe ruin songs for you, Ron? Every time he sings. <laughs> He takes a good song, he sings over it, <laughs> and ruins it. When do we get to the punchline? The chorus,
1: the, the, the best part here.
2: I think it's coming up. Who is doing this? Who sings? Cindy
1: Lauper. Cindy Lauper. We used to go Girls to Girls just wanna have fun, right? Yeah, yeah. We used to go to a place called the Pepper Mill, where they'd be playing this and Madonna, Ten Cent Shots. You should have seen the rides home from the Pepper Mill on a big green bus city limit.
3: Here
0: it is. We Time after time.
2: This is what I mean about ruining a Go good song. <laughs> Join in, Ron. Sing this song.
1: You have an Aliquippa shirt on today. Come Not, on. Out
2: of honoring what happened to the Aliquippa program, I feel bad for those kids and coaches, and I'm showing my support today.
1: I actually like that. Thank you, Austin, for playing that. It's off to the, Off the Top, brought to you by J.P. Roofing and Siding. We're certainly going to talk about Aliquippa. Mike White's going to join us a little bit later. The big boy, Mark Cabali, is going to join us a little bit later. Everything well with you today, Ron?
2: Everything is good, man. Good. Everything's good.
1: I wish you would have joined in the singing there. You uh, know that song by heart. Uh, it's okay. I
2: prefer to just listen as opposed to partake. You sang the Gilligan's Island song once on this show. That was not. That was just me. It wasn't the original song. Behind it, I I wasn't ruining anything. Well, just do you, doing a horrible rendition, but I wasn't ruining it.
1: Why don't you sing Cindy Lauper on your own now, then? <laughs> I don't. You know don't have way. to sing along.
3: I don't know the words that well.
1: Limits, you're doing well today.
3: Time after time, I am. Yes,
1: <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Does anybody want to inquire as to my well being?
2: I already did. I asked you about your golf lesson yesterday, and and you. You, you, know, you were somewhat morose when you walked in. I think you said you needed to go pee, which was a big thing. Yeah. You did that, and then I asked you about the golf yesterday, your lesson, and you just perked up. You brightened up. You lit up the room talking about your golf lesson.
1: It was an informal lesson with the great uh, Ed Wittmeyer, and I tried out a new driver. In fact, I bought a new driver, Ron, with a little bit
2: more loft. And you can crush the ball now. Yeah. I can, as a matter of fact, and I'm very
1: excited. Where would you like to start today, Ron? Oh, I know, the Steelers. Here we go. Mike Tomlin, at his news conference last week, had a very interesting line. And the question was, as I recall, he was asked um, if he thought the gap between the Steelers and the teams playing then in the divisional round, certainly this week in the championship round, because they would be included, uh, if the gap between his Steelers and the team still playing had lessened since last year. Here was his answer. Then it was a year ago, certainly. Um, But we're watching and not playing. And so, you know, um, there's work to be done. Has the gap lessened? Certainly. Do you agree with that, Ron? No, no, and do you no. do you leave this season with more hope for next season
2: than you did last no, year? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, and that was the way I interpreted the question. I, I'd like to hear the question. I thought he he said, "Do you do you feel better about where you are at this point this year than you did last year?" Either way, it's the same sort of thing. I uh, know they were coming off a seven and two finish last year. Pickett looked good down the stretch in those drives. Uh, it gave me a little more optimism going into this season uh, than where the way they finished um, this past season with no quarterback in yeah. place. Yeah. So I don't agree. And, I mean, we're going to watch the games on Sunday, and we're going to see that first game. We're going to see Lamar Jackson in Baltimore and, and Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. And I don't even think the Steelers are within light years of those teams.
1: Wow. Light years is a long, long ways. Only a quarterback and yet light years. That's And an offensive
2: coordinator, I think.
1: Yeah. The two. Yeah. The combo. I, I tend to think that a star quarterback can make a coordinator more than the other way around for sure. But I agree with you. And the question for the record was, uh, was the gap smaller than it was a year ago between you and the team still playing? Okay. He said certainly. Um, but we're not playing is what he added to that. And they are not. And I agree with you. I am less hopeful. Last year, I think we all left the season with hope because of the quarterback and the offense. I remember writing, saying, talking about Kenny Pickett and that offense and how they had taken steps in those final games against the Raiders and the Ravens. And it sure looked like they were going to take off this year, and all the preseason did was enhance increase that. those. Yep. Yeah, enhance. Yep. That's an even better word, Ron, thank than you. increase. Very,
2: thank you very kindly.
1: I was very optimistic. That's why I picked them to win 11 games. I picked them to go 11, 5, and 1 if that adds up to 17. Does it? Yes, it does. Yes, you it always does.
2: throw that tie in there.
1: Yeah. And I almost got it again this year. That's a fact. I think the whole town was optimistic after last season and very optimistic after the preseason. No doubt. And in some ways, the talent pool, the overall team talent pool, is better than it was. This draft class looks great. Too early to judge, you know, render any final verdicts, but man, it looks like they got a couple, three definite high-impact players and also, I shouldn't say definite. I should say probable in Broderick Jones, Joey Porter Jr., and Keanu Benton.
2: And, you know, they brought in, say, Amalu. We all thought that was a, a tremendous signing for them, right? It turned out to be very good. Yeah. Um, so we we saw that coming into this season. Um, no, I, I, I don't feel nearly as good as I did last year. And it boils down then
1: to the quarterback for me, too, because that's that's the biggest thing by a trillion miles. All roads lead us back to the topic that we're going to be broaching 8 trillion times between now and then. But I'm curious for people out there. Do you have more of a sense of hope with the Steelers coming out of this season? Do you think the gap has closed? Tomlin does. Tomlin said yes. He used the word certainly that the gap is smaller between the Steelers and the teams that played last weekend, this weekend, and the following weekend. The gap has closed. I think it's widened. I think this past year was largely about whether Kenny Pickett is going to be the guy, and we were either left with, at best, no answer to that question, at worst, the answer you don't want to have to that question. Correct? Correct.
3: Limits? Thoughts? Yeah, they, they have not. In any way, just even though the season ended on three game winning streak going into the playoffs, your quarterback situation is much more murky than what it was last year. People were optimistic Murky's going a into good this word, year. Ron.
1: Do you like that word murky, from limits? Yeah.
3: What would be the Ron word likes the word? The word this year is probably in doubt, questionable, up for grabs. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, th- th- yes, Mason so Rudolph of that. And played it, better. Mason Rudolph. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season that Mason Rudolph would establish himself as the better quarterback by the end of the year, I don't think anybody would have believed it. three seventy. Nine two eight ninety three seventy. Mike Tomlin says the gap has lessened between the Steelers and the team still playing. Do you agree? What is your hope level coming out of this year compared to last year? I would actually consider it way lower and way. And tell worse. me,
2: tell me, uh, answer that question too about. 6:30 on Sunday after you watch the Ravens and uh, yeah. Chiefs play, yeah, and say, are we? Is the Steelers really close to that? I don't think so. No,
1: sometimes it looks like a different game that these teams are playing. It really does, and yet I feel like overall talent wise, they're not that far off. They're really not, if healthy. I think they have talent, including young talent, rising talent. That's a fact. They don't have a quarterback. And that just is not a recipe. That's in in this conference, you just look around, and I go back to that Tomlin quote also from his news conference, Ron, where he said that, of course, there's competition. There's always competition. We don't anoint anybody. Actually, the last thing in the world you want at the quarterback spot is competition. And for Tomlin's first 15 years here, he did have an anointed one. He had an anointed one come to camp who nobody was competing with, and that's exactly what you want. There's no competition in Baltimore, in Miami, in Buffalo, and Cincinnati, and Cleveland, and Jacksonville, and Houston, and Denver, in now Jim Harbaugh's Chargers. They're going the way you want to go to camp. No competition and an anointed one. And that's an, what you an want. An
2: anointed one. Absolutely, I mean no. It's it's just it's just a simple fact. Harbaugh's landing in a great spot. I think they're going to become winners right away. Do so you, do I, do you? because he's got yes a, he got Justin Herbert, and we all think that team underachieved under uh, was the coach's name Staley. Yeah, that's why he was fired at midseason. I think Harbaugh's landing in a great spot. So, so do
1: I. He's got a team that's going to be building a stadium that's going to cultivate, I think, a little bit more of a fan base instead of having every other fan base come in and commandeer their stadium every week. He's got an owner that's willing to spend money, including on him, and they're going to bring it. They have talent. They have talent already. They're going to bring in more. That's, that's what they. at least that guy tries to win. He does. So I think, Ron, when I look around the AFC right now, I see Buffalo, I see Baltimore, I see Cincy with Burrow, I see Houston, KC, and I think the Chargers join that group. And that's six and, teams and, and, right there. And
2: maybe Miami with Tua. And I
1: think Miami's going to take a step back. And maybe, but yeah,
2: maybe Jacksonville with Trevor.
1: Same thing there. Those are the teams I think the Steelers will be competing with. Is the Jacksonvilles, the Miamis. Miami has an implosion factor, though, I think, with this Mike McDaniel. I think that they could absolutely... You mean fall apart? Yes. Yes, which is what they did at the end of the season. I think there may be a shelf life with that team. But either way, the Steelers are going to have their work cut out again just to make it to the playoffs. I didn't even mention Cleveland and the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, maybe. Right. And who knows how Deshaun's going to play. So that's another factor in looking around compared to last year at this time. Now you look around... And there's one more stud quarterback in the AFC than there was. His name is C.J. Stroud. And now you have a star coach match with a star quarterback with the Chargers. That wasn't the case last year either. I would say it's somewhat bleak. I hate to say that. <laughs> but it is.
2: It's a disaster.
1: 9 and 8 70. And yet, and yet, we're, we're not talking about an expansion team here. We're talking about a team... With T.J. Watt, a team that I think under dire circumstances actually played some pretty good defense for most of the season, they they're going to come back healthy. They have talented skill players on off. They need a quarterback. That's not news, but it, you're so close and yet so far away. So Ron. far away. Isn't that Doesn't song? anybody come on? Run. Sing I don't, it. I don't know what there you go.
2: I don't know it after that.
1: Seems to me that City Limits is arguing with a fan right now. Have you known him to get upset before? I have not.
3: Limits, why don't you go to the phones? Let's do it. Let's go to Bill and Butler. He said that he had uh, only had like a minute or so, so let's get him on now. Well, we don't want to take your time, Bill. Bill, Go ahead.
2: Thank you for fitting us in. I'm sorry, sirs. I appreciate the show. Love it. Had a
4: question for you. Does your situation about the Steelers gap change knowing that we get a new offensive coordinator, an innovative younger guy, and Mason
2: Rudolph signs to a deal? Uh, not really. Not compared to the other teams we're talking about.
1: First okay. of all, how do you know they're going to get a young, innovative coordinator? And
2: how do you know Mason's yeah. going to resign?
4: Well, those were my two questions. If we knew those, if, two, okay, right yeah. now, I think the answer is we're not. We're not as close. But would that change things a little bit? We'd have at least a Kenny Pickett who's improved who wins the job, and then if not, then we would have Mason Rudolph, knowing what he can do uh, with his small resume last year.
1: Well. I'll say this much, Ron. I was wrong about Mason Rudolph once, at least uh, insofar as thinking he could even do that much, and he he played well. So I'm willing to be wrong about him again. Could he be – I know Jerry Dulac has compared him to Neil O'Donnell. Could he be a game manager that gets you to playoffs and wins a game or two? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think he can be a quarterback that can win you playoff games, but I've already been wrong once. Plus, he would come here as not the starter, and then as far as the coordinator goes, it seems to me they might be holding out here for Clint Kubiak from the Niners. Does it? Does
2: it to you? Well, They've- I just interviewed this guy from Carolina who didn't didn't exactly do wonders with Bryce uh, Young last year, did he? At Carolina, now he comes from the uh, McVay tree. He was three years with the Rams. They seem to want McVay tree guys everybody
1: does everybody
2: does but this guy in his only year as being a coordinator thomas brown didn't yeah. exactly light it up with carolina last year
1: no and i don't know what the circumstances there were you know with frank reich running the show it seemed like an overall disaster in a no win situation that's why
2: frank reich got fired at mid-season right
1: well yeah having an impetuous owner who doesn't right. know what he's doing like that. Where, is it was, that
2: Cortland state Impetuous. that's
1: duquesne okay uh yeah i don't know what they expected they expected Frank Reich to walk in and work miracles from day one. Old Mr. Tepper. I don't know. I don't know how to judge this guy, Ron, from one year there. Um, let's see a little bit more about his resume here. Yeah, he worked under Sean McVay for a long time. He was the offensive coordinator at Miami. I don't know much about him, you, you, to be very you. You, the U,
2: right, it. University of Miami. Right? right,
1: yeah. I don't know much about him. Uh, it seems to me. That they may be holding out and waiting for somebody like Clint Kubiak to be available.
2: Could be. Now, did I see the uh, uh, the the guy in Detroit, what's Ben Johnson? Yeah. Reports, who was it, that uh, uh, Boomer and said, guaranteed to Washington. Mm. That's what he said. As the head coach. As the head coach. I and
1: mean, then you see Brian Callahan get a job, too. Everybody wants the offensive guys. And
2: Ben Johnson seems to be the guy, you know, the yeah. one that everybody wanted
1: and we've all seen still
2: want. I don't know that for sure he's going to go to Washington
1: yeah we've all seen a million guys who were the guy fail too of course Of course, you know but he still got to have players yeah and that's why um the guy that they interviewed yesterday Thomas Brown yeah how do you judge him on one year I don't know I don't know enough about his resume but as far as the question of would it change my mind to know that they're bringing in or, or if they bring in a bright young coordinator and re-sign Mason Rudolph, would that change my mindset from bleakness to hopefulness? No, in a word.
2: Maybe, you know, if it's a good young coordinator, maybe from bleakness to just dreary, you know, a little bit of an improvement.
3: Next. Brian in Brookline.
1: Hello, Brian in Brookline.
3: Hey, Joe. Well, to answer,
4: I can't answer Mike's question, but I could try to answer it how I would answer it. Uh, compared to the other teams, absolutely not. We are way behind the curve. I think we've gained a little bit of information that we, in some positions, we improved against last year. But I think quarterback play, we are very lacking. And I do not believe in Pickett. I like what Ron said. I wish we would have seen Pickett in a way so we know what we would have. Now we're going to be stuck with this guy another year. And it's probably not going to be the case. And we'll be out of the playoffs in the first round again next year. So it's just it's like Groundhog Day, Joe. We just keep repeating the same thing again.
1: Would you like to join Ron and I in an exercise? Is your name Brian? Brian and yes. Brookline? All right, hang on the line here. You, you mentioned, you know, sort of the, the, the roster at large here. You tell us and Ron and I will tell you if you feel great, good, okay, or bad. Great, good, okay, or bad about the following position groups. You
2: ready, Ron? I'm ready. Did you say hello to Brian yet? (laughs) Hello, Brian. Welcome to our little game. Starkey runs great games here.
1: You ready, Brian? Yes, let's go. The quarterbacks, I feel bad. 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 The running backs, I feel
2: great. Hmm... Good to great, yeah. Good. Good to great. Why the hesitation, Somewhere, somewhere in a little, a little bit. Why not feel great? Uh, I mean, because I see some of these guys, like the guy from Detroit, and I don't see that, like, with the Steeler guys. Yeah. I think they're very good. The explosive. I, I said better than go- good, but not quite great.
1: I thought that was very well stated by Ron. Did you, Brian? I did, too. That's why I picked the same answer. Wide receivers. Ron, you go first on this one.
2: Uh... Okay.
1: Brian? Not good. (laughs) Not good? You know what? I feel good. I feel good about the receivers. I don't like how much they're paying Deontay, but I thought by the end of the year, he looked like Deontay again, which is a route runner, a pass catcher, and a touchdown maker. George Pickens, I think, is just wildly, wildly talented, and that's where the coordinator comes in for me. He led the NFL in yards per catch, 1,100 yards, uh, something like 63 catches. Imagine if they find a way to feature a guy like that,
2: get him the ball more.
1: Now they do need a third guy, but I feel good about them. You feel bad about them, Brian. That makes me a little bit sad. Why do you feel bad about them? Because they quit well, sometimes. It's 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 attitude.
4: It's it's scheme. I don't I don't think we had the right quarterback when Kenny was in. He alienated George Pickens like he. He wasn't connecting with him, not even Deontay Johnson. I just don't think – I think, Joe, the quarterback is so vital because –
2: Sure, but that's not the the receivers.
1: We're talking receiver-specific. If you gave them, you know, any quarterback around the league, I like him. But we have to move on. Ron, the offensive
2: line. Okay. I think it needs to be a little better. I think Mason Cole, you have to do better than him at center. Um, And I think you have to do – You know, is Dan Moore the answer? I don't know. My God, no. I think at left
1: tackle, he was one of the worst players in football. So
2: uh, just okay. I feel okay
1: to bad at this point, honestly, Brian. You?
2: I feel bad about the offensive line, actually.
1: I mean, they had their moments. They they did run the
2: ball pretty well at the end of the year.
1: They did, yeah. But if we're going to have a situation where there's a quarterback in a pass game, you got to improve on Dan Moore and Mason Cole. You just do. The other three guys I like, but that's two-fifths of the line, and my Duquesne education tells me that's 40% of your line. Is that where you
2: got that from, Duquesne? Am I right about that? Yeah, 40%.
1: The tight ends, how do you feel about them? Uh, Am I going first? No, Ron is. (laughs) Uh,
2: I'd like to see him use Fryermuth a little more, but I'll say okay. Brian?
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Okay to good.
1: I like Muth as a pass catcher. I'm not. You know, I think you can get a lot of guys who can catch passes, but I think he's pretty good. I think he should be used more. So yes. okay to good. The defensive line, uh, bad. Brian,
4: uh, worse than bad. Terrible.
1: <laughs> bad. And that's where tough, it, what
2: tough, tough grader here, Brian. Yeah, is.
1: that's a that's a separator between the Steelers and the team still playing too. That is a major separator. You look at the Chiefs along that line with Chris Jones and the kid they drafted, Carl Aftis. Now I think they play a 4-3, uh, but also the Ravens. There's bunches of guys, the Niners, of course, they go out and spend money. Bosa, Hargrave, you start naming people on their defensive line. Uh, Detroit had the number two pick in the draft. That's a separator. That's a big deal. That's where games are destroyed is on the defensive line. You destroy teams there. And the Steelers don't have it. I didn't like the Joby signing. Cam's getting older. He was injured. Don't know what to expect next year. Benton is definitely a keeper. I did agree with Tomlin. He could be a high-impact player. They really like him. But you got to have guys. You know what I mean? And they they don't.
2: Linebackers, Ron? Uh, Well, edge rushers outstanding uh, inside guys until we know the health of those guys. Not good, bad.
1: So add it all up and maybe a okay to good? Okay to good. Brian? Uh, same, same thing with Ron. Uh, outside, great, no
4: problem. Inside with one piece, good. Landon Roberts, but the other piece, uh, we've been chasing since six, she's here. So uh, not good. So I'll just give it okay.
1: I'm going to give it a good for this reason. The edge rushers obviously have the defensive – Should be defensive player of the year. I thought Highsmith was a little bit down, but some of the deeper numbers, the analytics show maybe he was better than his conventional stats would say. And then I have a lot of confidence in Andy Weidel and Omar Khan to solve that problem again.
2: Maybe Holcomb comes back healthy. Yeah, maybe. I know.
1: But they proved to me Sean Alexander that they can go out and get. They got three guys, all of whom could play. All of whom
2: could play. I feel good about the linebackers. Safeties, Ron? Uh, Minka's going to be healthy, so um, I think you can find another guy. I'm, I'll say good. Brian,
1: good, good to great for me. I think Minka's going to bounce back, and KZ, Neil. I don't know. You retain one of those guys, bring somebody else in. I'm good, good to great for them. Corners, Ron.
2: Uh, bad to okay. Mm. J- Joey Porter. After that, I don't know what they have. Brian.
4: I'm going to go a totally different direction to Ron. I'm going to say excellent. I think he can be a shutdown corner, and I, this Trice guy, I think, I think we're in okay position with corner. I think great. feel really good about the corners.
1: I feel great about Joey Porter, but I'm kind of with Ron. Uh, who else? Or, if, you're, if we're talking Corey Trice, uh, that doesn't exactly inspire me. Coming here. off we're a certainly major. Certainly not talking Levi Wallace. Coming
2: off a major knee, injury, and I don't think Pat Pete's going to be back either.
1: Oh, I forgot about Pat Pete with the safeties. I think he will be back as a safety. Actually, okay, he got a which... big
2: cap hit though. How big? I don't think it's big.
1: Well, reduce it. I don't know how big it is actually. Nine
2: um, nine million, I believe, yeah. something like that.
1: Uh, special teams punter. I feel horrible Terrible about that. Horrible. Great about the kicker. You
2: know, Tomlin fingered him at the end of uh, his news at the end of the year, his briefing. I see there's no way Harvin is back. Me neither. And then kicker, obviously great. And kicker.
1: Great. Brian, we thank you very kindly thank for, you for participating. With us. You're a wonderful man. Say goodbye to city limits when you, uh, when you have a chance. I will. Thanks guys for having me. Bye. Did he you like, like he liked your game. Yeah, it was a good game. I think what we found out is it's basically an okay to good roster. Okay, okay, yeah,
2: they'll be in it.
1: It' good enough to win a Nine slight games. majority of your games. They'll be in it. But
2: just think, if you got a quarterback, just think. I hear you. I've thought about it nonstop since the season ended. And how would you solve the dilemma? I don't know. See who's so out all there. that thinking came up to it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they pay. Uh, Omar, big money to come up with those answers.
1: But they pay us big money to have our own. I guess there is no answer. Kenny Pickett, if it were up to me, I would draft a guy as competition or bring in Russell Wilson, one of those two things.
2: Yeah, I'm, I've lost. I, I've never believed the Kirk Cousins was available.
1: No. I would bring in Russell Wilson as a challenger. I've seen people since I wrote the column yesterday say he can't play anymore. I, I watched him play. Yeah he beat the bills in buffalo led the league was tied for the league lead in game winning drives and comebacks 26 touchdowns eight picks maybe he's not what he used to be but i don't think he put up those numbers if he can't play anymore i, I don't know uh so that would be my solution what's yours at 928 9370 that's 9289370 mark cabali has handed in his grades for the steelers position by position we can take a look at that we're going to talk about This Aliquippa situation with them being forced to move up in classification. We'll definitely talk about that. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at SouthHillsKia.net. Fan Hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service. Providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. And the Fan Text Line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm. Where they always say, there's never a fee unless we get money for you.
3: I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. The Steelers announced yesterday they interviewed Thomas Brown from the Carolina Panthers for the offensive coordinator position It's the first announced interview for the Steelers' OC position of the year. The Saints scheduling an interview with quarterbacks coach and play caller Mike Sullivan for their offensive coordinator job. He will speak with New Orleans following his interview with the Raiders. The Cincinnati Bengals have hired Dan Pitcher as their new offensive coordinator. Headlines powered by Bowser and Genesis from Monroeville now open. For more, go to 93.7thefan.com.
4: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Ron, are you as outraged as everybody else over Miles Garrett getting whatever he got? Was it Professional Football Writers Award? Uh, Defensive Player of the Year, the real... One comes out in like a I don't know that, ten days they, or something.
2: February eighth, a couple of days before the Super Bowl, they do their NFL honors show. That's the
1: AP Defensive Player yeah, of the Year, but um, I, you can feel the momentum here. It's I, I think it's probably well, going
2: to be TJ TJ won one of them. Yeah, I know. I don't know what Pro Football Focus or something. I don't know which one he won.
1: It feels like the momentum is headed in the direction of let's just give Miles. We can't have Miles Garrett go his whole career I, without one that, of these. Let's that give is it my, to him.
2: That is my sense as well. I think TJ's a better player. I think TJ had a better year. Uh, But but I also think that Garrett is going to win it.
1: Yeah, me too. And I felt that way with a couple games left that he should win it. I felt like the tiebreaker game was in Cleveland. TJ Watt had historically outperformed Garrett in head-to-head matchups in a big way. And outperformed him in general. But I felt like, God bless me, with a couple games left that that Garrett should be the guy, but he he, he had one sack in the final six games. He sat out the last game, which really shouldn't penalize him because they had everything uh, clinched at that point, or what they were going to have clinched. They had clinched. But the numbers, when you look at it, in the end, TJ had five more sacks than I him. Know. That's a pretty wide
2: gap. It is, you know. But you mentioned the game in Cleveland, the first <clears> play <throat> of the yeah. game. That had to score Garrett some points, right? He had two sacks in that game. I mean, he, I believe. he played better than TJ in that game. But I'm with you overall. Tackles. I can still see that first play, him just blowing in and destroying. It was a safety. It was a safety.
1: And then they got another safety on Najee. Neither one wound up with a safety. Tackles 68 to 42, Watt. Solo tackles 48 to 33, Watt. Tackles and this is broken down by the Athletic here, uh, I believe. No, no, no. I'm sorry. This is Steelers PR. Uh, Michael Birch. Um, solo tackles, forty-eight to thirty-three. What? Tackles on run plays, thirty-nine to twenty-five. What? Sacks, nineteen to fourteen. What? Yeah. Why don't you do the what for okay. each one? Tackles for loss, nineteen to seventeen. What? Quarterback hits. 36 to 30. What? Fumble recoveries, 3 to 1. What? Passes defensed, 8 to 3. What? Interceptions, 1 to none. What? Defensive TDs, 1 to none. What? Takeaways, 4 to 1. What? Strip sacks (laughs) were tied and forced fumbles were tied. The only thing that Garrett led on was tackles for loss on run plays, 8 to 6. I'm sorry.
2: not Not a huge difference.
1: No, but you've got to you've got to dive really deep. Well, we don't and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. And it gets to the whole pro football focus thing. If we're gonna use analytics here and and deeper numbers, then you gotta apply them equally and sort of robotically. Because what I hear some people do, and when I say, you know, Alex Highsmith was a little bit down this year, they'll tell me, Oh, but but his pressures his pressures and and pressures are are a legit stat to me, Ron. They are. Okay, I'll listen that to that. Forces a
2: quarterback maybe to throw before he's ready.
1: Right, and I think let me look up the numbers here with uh, NFL leaders in pressures. But if you're going to use that, then you also have to at least acknowledge that on a deeper on some of these deeper stats, Miles Garrett was very impressive.
2: Well, didn't uh, didn't uh, Peter King tell us he got his vote? Yes. After a deep dive into the season, I don't know what quite that means, but uh he did say he was voting for TJ Watt. I mean for Miles Garrett.
1: Actually, it looks here like they tied. That the pressures leader in 2023 was it Micah Parsons? Can you look that up for me? Uh city limits. Find up quarter find out quarterback pressures and the leaders. That's what I really want to know. And I thank you for that in advance. I might add Thank you very kindly. This guy named Nick Baumgartner does a lot of this. And then, there, you know, the whole pro football focus thing. Did you see what J.J. Watts said about them, Ron? No. He said it's basically a sack of crap and nobody should believe it. <laughs> he was telling— I uh, wonder
2: if they were very kind to him during his career.
1: He was telling Pat McAfee. And then uh, you think A.J. Hawk was in on that interview, Ron? Yeah, he
2: was sitting in it, but I don't think he offered anything. <laughs>
1: Have they reached the point yet on that show? And I honestly have watched that show with the sound down in the studio more than up.
2: It's going to be on momentarily.
1: Do they at least use it now as sort of a prop or, you know, a, a funny aspect of the show? A.J. I, Hawk just I don't just know. His, it's just, his face I don't I don't
2: there. think I don't think they use it as a prop. I think they think he's contributing, even though he says absolutely nothing.
1: Ron, I have the quarterback pressure leader. See if these jibe with what you found, City Limits. All Micah right. Parsons at 103, leads, led the league.
3: Are you looking at pro football reference?
1: I'm looking at Nick Baumgartner, 2023 quarterback pressure leaders. What are you looking at?
3: I'm at pro football reference in 17 games for Aiden Hutchinson, he leads. With how many? 62 in terms of hurries, knockdowns, and all sack plays.
1: Okay, who's second in that? Max Crosby. Where's where's Watt and Garrett? Watt is third, Garrett 10th. All right, then he even leads in those, Ron. Max Crosby had a hell of a year. So did Hutchinson. So did Parsons. I know. This guy I mean, has Parsons they... as the 14 sacks and the NFL leader in pressures. And the games that I watched, there was 18 people blocking him on every play. How come he's not? Is he still a candidate here? He's really good. I would have less of a problem with Parsons over Watt than
2: Garrett over Watt. You? Yeah, I would too. And if I mean, and I know tiebreakers sometimes factor in team success. And Dallas had a great
3: regular season. He had 14 sacks. Who? Micah Parsons. Yeah, 14. Parsons had 14.
2: Um, he's just a beast against the run, too. But
1: PFF, yes. If you're gonna, it seems like we all use their stuff when we need it, and laugh at it when we don't. Right. And J.J. Watt just went nuts on them on the McAfee show, just saying, you know, people lose their careers because of this. Basically, uh, people, you know, co- you you get contracts based on this, good good and bad.
2: I just wonder if things they, like I just that. wonder if they were unkind to J.J. Well, they are. They, to they, JJ, They
1: have Garrett as their player of too. No, no, the year to too. JJ. Oh, to JJ. Well, they're I, unkind to TJ. I know, but I wonder which, if
2: they were unkind to JJ as well. I don't know. That might factor into his thinking. I don't know.
1: Pro football. Pro. I'm looking at pro, pro football reference. What am I doing? City limits. Here's what he said, Ron. Here's what JJ said. I think this is because TJ is not their okay. defensive player of the year. I, I don't know what his history with them is. That just seems to make sense. I shoot it straight, man, he said. I'm shooting it like it is. If they want to act like they come from a very high and mighty place, they come and speak like they know everything there is to know about football, and they tell all these players and these coaches that they're so much smarter and they're so much better and that they have ways of figuring these things out that are superior. As someone who's done it, been in the trenches, who knows what it's like to have somebody telling you how good you're doing, I've literally sat in a meeting room with coaches and put the grades side-by-side from a coach's grade and a PFF grade, I've done it, and it's not even remotely close. So don't sit here and tell me you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know how all this works. I do. Sounds like Dulac compared to Peter King and Boucher That's, Bouchette, that's right.
2: right. I know more than they do. But I've, that also sounds to me like J.J. may have gotten some bad maybe, grades from maybe. them. But now, I, I don't follow it. I really don't. I mean, I hear some stuff. Yeah. Isn't it former players that do this? It's not like not just Joe that. Average Guy making up the ratings. Not
1: just that. Let me finish this quote because okay. this is the best part. J.J. Watt, I've sat in that room and done it with coaches in the National Football League, so take your crap and shovel it somewhere else. I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> uh, yet he is dealing with it
2: because he's talking about it.
1: You know what? Can you find that quote? Sean, don't call me. City Limits. You'll find it easily. J.J. Watt and shovel crap with a different word in there.
2: You might have to bleep that out. Um,
1: not only former players, Ron. Bruce Gradkowski at one point, I don't know if he still does, was was helping grade quarterbacks. Bobby Slovak, who everybody wants.
2: Now he's a head coaching candidate
1: now. The guy the Steelers are talking to next, Zach Robinson. Guess where he worked? Is that right? Pro football focus. They have some very smart, people there i think you use it like you do anything else in life a tool
2: but not necessarily live and die with it right it's
1: not the be all end all however most nfl teams from my understanding subscribe to it That's what and my use understanding it
2: understanding is too
1: they use it as a tool so this just sounds like bitterness from jj watt honestly it really does some of it i think is crazy But at least they're trying to measure things we didn't used to measure. I think one thing he had a problem with was turnover-worthy throws by the quarterback. To me, that's one of their most brilliant stats. Like, we may come out of a game saying, that guy played great. They may come out and say, you know, without emotion, looking at it strictly hardcore stat-wise, this dude's lucky he didn't have five picks. And the fact that the defense didn't pick it off should make no difference. It was a horrible throw. Just as an example, Mason made a horrible throw in that Baltimore game. Right in the safety's hands. Guy you know, dropped
2: it so it doesn't count as
1: an interception. Right. But if you're, if you're scientifically analyzing his performance, you factor that in. So I have no problem with them. In fact, I respect them. And sometimes I do not know where they came up with things. And sometimes I laugh at them. And sometimes I get angry with them, but my overriding feeling is respect and also curiosity. The one I, I, I wanted—I want to know how they're rating things.
2: The one I never understood—they were always down on Pouncey. Yeah, always down on Pouncy. And I'd hear the coaches talk about Pouncey. You heard what Tomlin said the other day. I'm, I regret not making him a world champion because he is one. Yet their grades for him were always. Lousy. Yeah. And I never understood that. I don't know what they were looking at. Doesn't mean. Well, maybe they he were faded wrong.
1: late in his career. I don't know. Yeah, but I
2: think even in the middle of his career, they weren't giving him high grades.
1: Really? Yep. I don't know. That would be one that you obviously disagree with. You have JJ? Did you take out the bad word? Yes, I did. Let's hear him.
4: They, they come from a very high and mighty place. Like they come and they speak like they know everything that there is to know about football. And they tell all these players and these coaches yeah. that they're so much smarter and that they're so much better and that they have these ways of figuring things out that are so much superior. Um, it's just as somebody who's done it and who's been in those trenches and who knows what it's like and who knows what it's like to have somebody telling you how good you're doing. I mean, I've literally sat in a meeting room with coaches and put the grades side by side from a coach's grade and from the PFF grade. I've done it. And it's not even remotely close. So, like, don't sit here and tell me, like, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know uh, how all this works. Like, yeah, I do. I've literally done it. I've sat in that room and done it with coaches in the National Football League. So take your and shovel it somewhere else because I'm not doing
2: it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Shovel it somewhere else. I love that. Shovel it somewhere else.
1: You're right, Ron. Sam Munson, we've had him on. Uh, Certainly the station. I can't remember who we've had on this show from PFF. A couple different people. He tweeted on June 11th of 2020. And Andrew Filippone at that point. I'm just glossing over his tweet right now. Marquise Pouncey is the most overrated offensive lineman of his generation. Sam Munson said.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know where that came from. I don't know how, you know, maybe they have the stuff to prove it. But, I mean, I think he's a borderline Hall of Fame player. And you listen to the coaches talk, it's an entirely different story. Yeah. Yes. And they didn't talk about the coaches. I mean, they never – they liked DeCastro. They liked Big Al. They liked Ramon. But they just gushed about Marquise. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not well, like, A it's lot not of like that had just, to
1: do, I think, with his leadership and the yeah, person yeah, that I, he was, I think too, that, for sure. That's
2: definitely part of it. And, obviously, he was Ben's guy. Monson said when you watch Pouncey,
1: he doesn't kill people, he doesn't crush people in the run game. He makes reasonable blocks, he moves fairly well, and he gets beaten in pass protection in the middle. He's in the middle class of centers when it comes to pass protection, giving up pressures in a given year. He might be the all-average center despite his Hall of Fame path when it comes to perception.
2: Uh, that that fascinates me. How you know what what do they use to base their conclusions? And who on? was who was judging it right. too? Was that a former NFL lineman? That's where it's always
1: become murkiest for me. Is on the lines. The other stuff that they do, some of it is just like turnover worthy plays. I mentioned that is just clear cut, right? Right. Or breaking tackles. That's a great stat. You know who leads the NFL in broken tackles as a running back? I'm glad they have people watching that. I'm glad they have people like Bruce Gradkowski who used to sit there, and again, I don't know if he still works there, Evaluating and watches quarterback. every quarterback, every throw a quarterback makes from every game. The pressure factor—was it into a tight window? Is he just sitting back there making easy throws? I'm I'm fascinated by that as well.
2: But the bottom line for me, you can shovel that bleep somewhere else.
1: <laughs> what a great quote. Ron, coming up top of the hour, uh, let's talk a little bit about this Aliquipa situation that's brewing, that everybody's talking about, with them having to move up a class. And we're going to have Mike White at 1130 uh, talking about this. I know that he did a story today. There's a lot going on there, and a lot of people have very, very strong feelings. I was listening to the station last night and this morning, and it's a big topic. It's a big story. 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say, there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Uh, the big boy coming on at noon. That's Mark Cabali. Going to ask him about, he graded every player on the roster. Perhaps we could grade along with him. That's coming up as well. We got a lot of things in store here on cook and Joe fan weather brought to you by sun Chevy 2024 starts with great incentives on the trailblazer blazer Equinox and Silverado sunchevy.com high of 52 today with an 80% chance of rain tomorrow high of 56 with partly cloudy skies
3: I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines Alicopa football lost it's PIAA appeals hearing yesterday and will be bumped up to class 5a next season Steelers interviewed Thomas Brown from the Carolina Panthers for the offensive coordinator position that was run by Matt Canada. And then after that, Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner, both not expected to be in the running for the offensive coordinator position. Mike Sullivan has an interview with the Raiders as well as the Saints. Headlines, Private Bowser and Genesis Monroeville, now open for more. Go to 93.7thefan.com.